right. Hey everyone, my name is John. And I'm Matt. So you guys can consider this kind of like a bonus episode for the podcast and for the channel. We are going to talk about my personal favorite director of all time. I don't know if it's yours. Um, I mean, he's up there for me, you know. It's easily top three. And if you're wondering who we're talking about, that gentleman's name is Mr. Quentin Tarantino. Mm -hmm. And Quentin Tarantino has been doing this for a very long time. He came around with his first feature-length film in 1992 at Reservoir Dogs, but he also wrote some scripts. He sold a couple at the same time with True Romance and Natural Born Killers. We're here today to rank his films, and Matt just finished re-watching them all. I re-watched them all last year, and I caught up on a few this time, so there is a very early video on this channel where I ranked them. And I gotta be honest, my opinion has changed on a few since then. Has it? Uh, I was it just has. about to ask, did any of those change? They did movie? change, I okay. actually, and I'm surprised. And also, from that video, I ranked Kill Bill as one movie. Matt insisted we rank them separately. Well, there's two of them. They're, he's not wrong, but I don't agree. So, it was supposed to be one movie. Harvey Weinstein made him separate it to get basically double the paychecks. They came out, I think, six months apart or something like that. Right. I guess it worked out. They, they'd, it'd be like a three-and-a-half-hour movie, and I know you're not a huge fan when they get that long. Yeah, especially those movies. Yeah, and I we're going to get into that. So we're actually just going to dive right into it. So I'm going to explain the rules real quick. There's ten of these movies. We are only going to talk... We're going to do top ten rules. So my favorite podcast that's ending in February actually is called The Top Ten Show. And the way they count it down is they go from ten to one. They're quitting? They're, yeah, they're not making the podcast anymore. Why? Uh, their viewership. What's that? The fuck is wrong with you? Well, that's how much people watch the show. They said it's declined. Huh. So they didn't think. And I, I speculation on them, but I, I don't think they have the greatest relationship. Like, they don't live in the same uh, city anymore. So I think ever since that happened, I think that they just decided it's run its course. They're wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. Right. But, you know, it's better to go out, uh, what's the quote from Kurt Cobain? It's better to burn out than fade away. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go out with, like, three people watching anymore and no one gives a shit. Right. You want to go out on a high note. So yeah. that's what they figured. I think COVID killed that show. They were doing live shows and then COVID, they couldn't, they had to cancel them all. And hmm. Sad. Shame. But their rules are simple. Like, they start down, so whoever has the highest on their list, that's when they talk about it. So if my number 10 is different is higher on Matt's list. We'll talk about it later, and we'll okay. just, so that's what we're gonna do here. So I'll start at my number ten, and that is Death Proof. So yeah, so are we talking about that one later? Hold on, I, I you gotta refresh me on the rules here. So I'm getting my list. Okay, so the rules are simple. Obviously not for you. If the it's low on my list, that is my number ten. If that's higher on your list, we'll talk about it when we get to it on your list. Okay. So, if it's number 10 on mine, it's not your number 10, right? No. So, we'll talk about it later. So, what is your number 10? My number 10 is Hateful Eight. All right. We'll be talking about that one later. All right. So, then my number 9 is Inglorious Bastards. Okay. What's that on your list? That's not your number 9? No. What's your number 9? Kill Bill. Kill Bill. All right. So, all right. So, then we'll do <laughs> my number 8, and that is Hateful Eight. So, this will be the first one we talk about. This is your number 10? The Hateful Eight. That's your least favorite Tarantino least movie. Least favorite Tarantino movie. All right. Um, I can actually understand that. I have a good memory with this, uh, with this because I saw this on a snowy day. I went to the movies. I was the only person in the theater. It was my first vacation from my job. And I had a good time watching it. Now, it is a little long. And that's why I actually, it's moved down my list to number eight. Okay. And I know yes, you felt that there, length. Yes, I felt the length. And I just feel like... Uh, not enough really happened. 
it, it's, it takes place for the most part. I understand like what was going on. They, it was all just a, a plan and a plot to stop um, or save the sister. Yes. And I, I get that, but it just, eh. Yeah, I, I, I actually have cooled on this one a little bit too. Like It's basically, it's just like the thing I said and that score I think is great. I love the setting of a cabin in the, basically in the middle of a blizzard. Right. And Kurt Russell's great in this movie. Yes, so Samuel yes. Jackson. Yep. And uh, Walter Goggins. I love him too. Mm-hmm. He's great in this. So it's a good cast. And yeah, it's not bad. You know, I actually the only person I don't like and is uh, <laughs> what's his name who shows up at towards the end. Chatham Tatum. Chatham Tatum. Yeah. 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 He feels a little out of place in this movie. Yeah, I was surprised to see him on the cast list myself. Yeah. But I don't think he did bad. He didn't do terrible, but you could have done a little bit better than him. But overall, this is a pretty. Okay, movie. Did you know? Fun fact about this movie is that that guitar that Kurt Russell destroyed was a one of a kind, and they were supposed to swap it out with a stunt guitar, essentially. Whoops! And somebody fucked up, and they destroyed the one of a kind guitar that was basically has no price on it because there's only Whoops. one of them. Yeah. So they were not happy when they rented that from the museum, and they could not return it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he fucked up bad. It wasn't his fault. It was whoever the, the guy was supposed to, the prop guy right lost his job that day i'm sure yeah all right so uh what was your number nine number nine was there's 10 movies altogether yeah so it would be kill bill all right that is uh my number seven okay so kill bill has fallen down my list and i told you if i combined them as one movie that used to be my number two mm. not anymore kill no. bill is a lot of setup for that one crazy fight scene at the end Yep, I agree. Uh, it was kind of slow, kind of boring, not really too interested in what was going on. Um, I think the problem with this one was my dad is a huge fan of Kill Bill, and you talked about Kill Bill a lot and hyped it up, and I was, you guys just hyped this movie up like beyond belief for me, and I just felt a little underwhelmed when I watched it. Yeah, and I, after talking with you, and then I also talked to some people in the comments about it, I, I've kind of cooled a little bit on this one as well. I, I was just blown away when I first saw it. I'd never seen anything like it. I'm not mm. the biggest martial arts film guy. And that crazy 88 fight scene at the end. That was cool. Yep. Into a great fight with Lucy Liu where it's just one-on-one. I, I love it. And then, like, again, in, the snow always gets me. And it's in the snow. And right. Then you get the shot of her, like, shutting the trunk on him. Now, that's my biggest problem is they kind of end it there. And it does just feel like part one or half of a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't put it any higher than that. Yeah, um, part two, much better. Much better, and we'll get to that. What's your number eight? Because I don't know if we talked about your number eight. My number eight, uh, that is Kill Bill Volume Two. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so you put it that high. All right. Well, we'll talk about that num- We'll talk about that later. I said that Kill Bill was my number eight. What's your number seven? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right, that's higher for me as well. I don't understand the rules. All right. Well, follow along. I'm with me. just following along. I don't understand the rules, but. Yeah, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. Why, <laughs> why are we not talking about any of these? Because they're higher on my list. So, so we'll talk about them when we get to it high, at the highest point. Okay. You get it? Nope. No. All right. <laughs> God damn it! Are you fucking with me? So I said that my number seven was Kill Bill. What's your number? And your number seven is Kill Bill Volume Two. Seven is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right. What's your number six? Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Okay, we could talk about that because that was my number nine. This is falling down my list pretty hard. Really? Yes. And, and you like this way more this time. I was dreading getting up to this one because the first time I watched it, 
I just remember like nothing but subtitles and I was younger and I just really didn't enjoy it and I was really dreading this watch through and uh, then I watched it and I was like huh yeah I had a great time I, I thought it was a good movie it is a good movie it's a series though of good scenes I feel like where mm-hmm. it's some downtime like I really enjoyed the well, scenes it's with, long yes and then there's some scenes in here like I would have just completely cut or I just didn't really care enough about the characters like I love the opening scene with Christoph Waltz like, you know, with the milk and everything like that. So much tension in that scene. Yeah, He's yeah. perfect. And yep. then I love all the scenes with the bastards. And I love the final scene, even if, like, They're you know... Burning down the theater. Yeah. Even if it is a little over the top and ridiculous at points. And, you know, that's Tarantino trying to rewrite history. That stuff. And then, basically, he just he's really feeling himself. Like, that ending scene where he basically says, Ah, oh, this might be my masterpiece. That's Tarantino talking to us. Yeah. He really thought he was something. And I, yeah, I appreciate I mean, that because it is a good movie. It is. I, I like that a lot. The scene in German with, like, you know, the three and the three and everything like that, how he tips them off. Like, I thought that was a great scene, too. It's just all the stuff in between, that didn't work for me. I felt I was too bored and I shouldn't have been. I, felt I had like. a great time. And I'm not a big subtitle. Like, I generally will avoid anything with subtitles. That's why I was dreading this one. But I wanted to chug through all the Tarantino stuff. And I was just... Uh, and I was involved. I was into it. Oh, okay. Had I had a great time. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Like I said, it's just I want to enjoy it more. And this one has a very disappointing 4K, which you haven't checked out yet, right? No, I just upgraded to the 4K, but I haven't watched it. I watched the Blu-ray when I watched it. Okay. I'm curious because I've heard bad things about it. I don't have that. I just have the regular standard Blu-ray of that. Mm-hmm. And then my number six is Django Unchained. Where's Django Unchained on your list? Uh, Django is five for me. Okay, we could talk about this now. So Django Unchained, this stars Jamie Foxx, Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. and Christoph Waltz again. Yes. He won an Academy Award for this, and he won it for Inglorious Bastards. Really? Yeah. And he was basically undiscovered until Tarantino. Yeah, uh, Django's a great movie. It is a great movie. Uh, that, that's a good one. Long, again. He, all the Tarantino stuff is pretty long, with the yeah, exception of, like, Death Proof and... and Reservoir Dogs. And, yeah, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, it's weird how he does that. Yeah, this movie is very long. And you do feel it in parts, because mm-hmm. it's basically an epic. Like, we just start out... Like, he's just a dentist, Christoph Waltz, and he discovers... He's hey, a bounty hunter. A bounty hunter, yeah. basically. He found out that, hey... I know this guy, Jamie Foxx, is a slave. He can tell me. He can point out Mr. Candy, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, and a bunch of other guys, actually. Mm-hmm. And he, they end up forming a partnership. Yep. And they head off to go save Jamie Foxx's wife, played by Carrie Washington. And Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie is phenomenal. Leo is phenomenal in everything. He is. But in this movie in particular, like, you shouldn't care about him. He's a slave owner. Yeah. But <laughs> he is just so good as this slave owner. Yeah, Leo's the best. You know, that scene where he slammed the table and he cuts his hand, that really happened. And you could oh, just... Really? Oh, you didn't know that. Hey! Don't lay your palms flat on that tabletop! If you lift those palms off that turtle shell tabletop, Mr. Pooch is going to let loose with both barrels that sawed off. Uh, well, I, no, I didn't know that, but it, it looked believable. Yeah, he accidentally slammed the glass, stayed in character. That's why he's picking glass out of his hand, and then he touched. That's why Carrie Washington looks all freaked out because he he touched her with the bloody hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but that's staying in character. That's acting. Yeah, I think he should have won the Academy Award for that that time, but he didn't. Hmm. Yeah, no, Leo's great. I big Leo guy. And this was num- your number five. Yep. So that leads into my number five, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was lower on your list. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Inglorious Bastards, I would say, is a toss-up. 
Mm. Depends on the day of the week. I had a tough time placing that one, but I put it behind Inglorious Bastard still. I, I get that. And, I, and we talked about this this morning, and this draws a good point, is that Matt isn't too familiar with the Manson family murders. So if you were going into this, you might not be aware of who Sharon Tate is or all the right. other people in that family, like Tex, played by now Academy Award-nominated actor Austin Butler, mm-hmm. playing Elvis. Yeah, so, like, because I was going to text you halfway through. I was like, why is Margaret Robbie even in this movie? Like, yeah. she's just driving around. And she didn't even have a line until, like, two hours in. I know. She's just smiling. And, yeah, you know. I was like, what is going on here? I, I was just a little... I think, honestly, out of all the movies, this is, like, the most uneventful. No, this is just a hangout movie, really. Like, yeah. it's just really about Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's friendship. Mm-hmm. And... Leo, again, he, Brad Pitt won the Academy Award for this for Best Supporting Actor, but Leo should have won, too. Brad Pitt was awesome in this movie. I loved the two of them. They were great. But Leo was amazing But, in like, this. I took it as the entire movie was just Leo getting his, his finally, his invite, because, like he said earlier in the movie, I'm one pool party away from starring in whatever. Roman Polanski. His, his next movie. So, at the end, after they broke into the house and they killed people and that, that whole traumatic experience, he finally gets invited up the driveway and then boom credits so like that was him i guess making it because he did the italian films but now he's gonna yeah. be a, a a u.s movie star i guess i don't know again yeah he well at first he was in tv he was on uh that western tv show bounty law bounty law that's where him and brad pitt met and then yeah. he became a stunt double and mm-hmm. they're gonna end it after they did which they were making fun of uh sergio like leone movies those italian west spaghetti westerns that's yeah. why they're called spaghetti westerns because they were made in italy right so they were he was basically in those types of movies in italy which are good but he didn't take them seriously mm-hmm. he comes back and I love the scene with him and the one girl, basically when he's sitting in the chair reading his book. Yes, the little girl. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, that was a cool scene. Yeah, yeah. and uh, him in the trailer when he's talking to himself in the mirror, he's like, you couldn't just have one or two whiskey sours. You had to have eight, right? Because yeah. <laughs> you're a goddamn alcoholic and yeah. you can't control it. Yeah. And then yeah, he yeah. immediately pulls out a flask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's not, again, I don't think there's a bad Tarantino No, movie. I don't think there is either. There's like, not a bad one. There's just ones that I, I'm not in the mood to watch or yeah. I, I don't need to watch every time I do a Tarantino watch through. Tarantino's batting a thousand because even though I put Death Proof at number 10, I still think Death Proof is That's still better insane. than some other director's best films. If that makes sense. That's yeah. how good he is. It's still yeah. a good movie. I, I don't, love Death Proof. I could put Death Proof on all the time and still enjoy myself my number four yeah oh my god we're about to get to that then because my number four is jackie brown and that's higher on your list number two yeah so i guess what do we talk about here brad number i don't know you're the rules what did you just say your number four was i have no fucking idea what you're doing um number four for me is death proof okay so we can talk about Death Proof now. Stunt guy, stuntman stunt Mike. Mike. Yeah, that's, is, that's one of my favorite Kurt Russell fucking performances too. He's great in it. I, tell me you don't want nachos right now, or every time you watch that, tell me you don't want those fucking nachos. Those bar nachos, oh they my look God. amazing. And they had Tarantino playing the bartender too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. all right, so somebody actually pointed this out to me, and I never thought about it. Like I looked at it. the first half of this movie is kind of like a low-budget horror movie mm-hmm. and then it turns into the movie about the girls and everything and how their relationship to stunt bike mike where stunt bike mike almost takes like a back seat stunt man mike stunt man mike what do i keep saying stunt bike <laughs> i'm thinking of snow bike, snow bike mike <laughs> kind of funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so stunt man mike and he's great that car is scary as shit very cool yeah, yeah. with the duck on the 
the uh, on the hood. My dad actually got that duck and put it on the hood of his truck. Did he really? He loves death. Proof. I forgot your dad really. My does. dad's a big Quan, uh, Tarantino guy. Yeah, and he loves love death proof. He loves death proof. Yeah. yeah, but this is another movie. Like this is like because this was a double feature in Grindhouse with Paul Rodriguez's Planet Terror, where you know they had the fake trailers in there. Like you went and, and when you saw it in movies, you they had parts cut out, and actually those parts that they cut out in the theater, they actually say missing real. Yes. Only in Grindhouse. When you watch the movie separately, you get that lost reel in there. And I think it's like seven minutes of lost footage. Yes. So I actually, I've only had the Grindhouse set for a while. And then after I just watched him, he told me about that because it does say missing reel. So I ended up picking up uh, Death Proof and Planet Terror separately just to have the extended versions. Yeah, I got to grab Planet Terror and Grindhouse on there. I haven't watched Grindhouse on... It's $6. I sent it to you the other day at $6. I said you had no excuse and you still did not buy it for $6. You didn't send me Grindhouse, though. I sent you Death Proof. Oh, yeah, I got to grab both. Or, no, I sent you Planet Terror. Yeah, I have Death Proof. I only have That's Death why Proof. I sent you Planet Terror. Yeah, I got to Because you have this. Yes, that's what I have. I have that exact Blu-ray. I haven't watched The Grindhouse since I saw it in theaters. Like, I haven't watched it with the trailers and watched them as a double feature or nothing. It's great. It's a unique experience. Uh, I've watched the trailers online. Yeah, since. after watching, after I got to Grindhouse on my Tarantino watch through, I took a break and I did, and I watched Machete. I just picked up that Hobo Without a Shotgun movie. And they're making the Eli Roth one, the Thanksgiving one. I heard about that. They're making it. Yeah, that's exciting. I can't believe they're actually doing it. That's going to be Is that cool. all of the trailers or are there some still missing? Uh, from what I remember, I think those are the three. Okay, so that's pretty awesome that they actually caught up to that. And Eli Roth was in the movie. He was. He was in Death Proof. Yeah. yeah. So my number three is Kill Bill Volume 2, which was pretty low on your list. Yes. So I think that this one is a lot better than I ever remember. I agree. Yeah. It is much better for sure, but it's, I guess, the second half to the story, the conclusion. Yeah, you need that, it. You know, that's where it... Because yeah. we don't see Bill in the first one. No. We see his laugh, and I, I, this is the line in this. Like, I guess it was from the... He's like, this is me at my most sadistic. I, I love the guy that got to play Bill, who yeah. actually was a big kung fu actor in the 70s with Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. Huh. So it was, that's why they kind of got him for him. And I, what I love most about this movie is the very end. I, his Superman speech is insane. How he's just talking about Superman and how he's a hero to him. Uh, for me, I just it bumped it above the original, and also like the scene with the in the coffin when he's just trying to get out. And, yeah, and you know. Oh yeah, that punch. Yeah. yeah. I also love that. What's her name with the eye patch killed? The, how do they do it like this? Like they just that's it. Like somehow they're able to like like that. That's how they do it. That's not how they do it. That hurt. You're such a fuck. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do it right? Yeah. Let's see how good you are, because I'm going to fucking... I'm gonna literally... I'm going to kidnap you, and I'm going to bury you myself. Let's see if you get out. All right? <laughs> I think you're so fucking tough. <laughs> so that was my number three. What was your number three? Number three is Reservoir Dogs. Well, that's my number two, so I guess we could talk about that. Okay. Reservoir Dogs is fantastic. Great uh, movie. I love that movie, and you Great know what? Time. The new 4K really did add to it. Oh, my God, yeah. Beautiful 4K. Beautiful 4K. Beautiful I, movie. I, you're going to be all right, yeah. or you're going to be okay. I'm sorry. I say this to my wife all the time. I'm sorry. Are you a doctor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, I love that scene with uh, Billy, Ma uh, Billy Matson doing the, cutting the guy's ear off. Oh, yeah, the, playing the, the soundtrack. Uh, what mm -hmm. was it? Something Billy's uh, kicking sounds of the 70s. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the, the score throughout this entire movie. is awesome. 
I love the opening scene in the diner where they're just talking mm-hmm. and they're just telling everything about like we get Madonna's like a virgin. This whole theory that Tarantino has. Tell you what, like a virgin's about. It's all about a girl who digs a guy with a big dick. Yes. And oh yeah, awesome. I love right the slipcover. I have the steel book with the colors and everything in that. Yeah, such a good movie. And then Beautiful obviously movie. all the the. The fights between everybody, like who can they trust? Who's the rat? Is it Mr. Orange? You know, even the story he's telling, the commode story, it's, it, yeah. it's perfect throughout mm-hmm. this entire thing. It's just, it's got a kind of a sad ending too. It does. It really does. It, yeah. Because like Larry, almost none of them make it. No, I uh, Steve Buscemi gets arrested. You can hear it off camera. Yeah. But that's another thing. Like him, he's so good in this movie. Yeah. Steve Buscemi. All of them are. Oh yeah, the, everyone is perfectly cast in this movie except the guy who's in charge. But even nice guy Eddie, played by. Sean Penn's brother, Chris Penn. Oh, I, I, I love that guy. Uh, he yeah, is so good. Bad. He comes in there in his fucking ju- windbreaker jumpsuit, <laughs> the big old cell phone. Larry, stop pointing that gun at my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All right, Matt, let's talk about your number two. My number two is Jackie Brown. Yeah, that was my number four. Jackie Brown is awesome. Awesome. I fucking had a great time. This is my first time watching it. And I didn't really know what to expect because you said, get Jackie Brown, you're going to love it. Someone you love is in the movie. Yeah. And you were referring to Chris Tucker. I was because you're a big Chris Tucker guy. <clears throat> I, I do like Chris Tucker a lot. No more than 10 minutes. Man, I ain't riding in no trunk for no minutes. And he's only in it for a short while, so I didn't want to... Samuel Jackson in this movie is oh. just with that, that fucking pony... What is the ponytail or the, or the goatee? He's got both. He's got a ponytail and that long-ass goatee. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put that big mustache on Robert De Niro with the mm-hmm. long hair. And he's like... Yeah, the prison, prison fucking De Niro. Yeah, and he's burnt out as shit. Like, yeah. he's just like... <laughs> like I don't that. know. I thought it was a fun movie. I, I had a great time watching that one. I really enjoyed it. Pam Greer is awesome in the lead. She's uh, Jackie Brown, right? Yeah, she's Jackie yeah. Brown. And then uh, what's his name plays the other guy, the bail bondsman, um, Matt che- Max Cherry. He's great yes, yes. from Breaking Bad. Yep. Their relationship, like, because the big part of the movie is about them getting older and like what's going on, like how their lives going to be. You know, Robert De Niro's getting older. Samuel Jackson, he's just you're right. He's just great. He's a gun. He's running guns. I mean, he's also yeah. <laughs> he's got all these like I got women set up all over town. He's like, oh. That was my, he's, that's my, my, that's my little surfer chick. Yeah. <laughs> like, De Niro just fucking shoots her down in the park. He couldn't take her. Yeah. Like, he's just, <laughs> he, he just, and he just, the way he tells Samuel Jack, uh, she wouldn't stop talking. And yeah. I, I killed her. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, I shot great. her. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I had a great time with Jackie Brown. That was an awesome, awesome movie. And that brings us to our number one. Hello? Hey. What's up? Did you start cooking dinner? No, we're filming. We'll talk about. You forgot about. our anniversary. John has to remind you. I, I did not forget the anniversary. Liar! I will never believe you. Okay, don't believe me. That's you your waited fault. until three o'clock in the afternoon. Someone had to have told you. You didn't even say happy anniversary. No, I'm not. If I'm I was not making something special for our anniversary. No. So, what? if the day ended and I didn't say anything, I would have forgot. Did I remember in the morning? No. But did I put the pieces together throughout the day? Yes. You heard it was Groundhog's Day and your brain just blew up? Me and Kevin had a conversation about Groundhog's Day. I said, I think, I think that that's my anniversary. It's either that or Valentine's Day. I remember it's tied to a holiday. I don't remember which one. So I, I took the shot with Groundhog's Day and I was right. You took the shot? You weren't even sure? I, of course I was sure. That's you are t- just one big bag of poop. <laughs> No, I. No, you're not. 
Uh, mm-hmm. For our Josh, anniversary. Teach him your ways, please. Well. You may be an asshole to me, but at least you're kind of nice to her. Yeah. You remember things like that. That's why I got married on my birthday. Don't fucking say it. I did though. I was smart. <laughs> I won't forget. <laughs> and our and our first date anniversary is Valentine's Day. Everything's tied to a holiday. Matt didn't even know it was a holiday when he asked me. We were just, we just got down. We just got done fucking. We were blood ass naked when he asked. It just happened to be Groundhog Day. That worked out, because now the movie... Yeah. <sighs> we, we won't forget. <sighs> what are you having tonight? Rocco's? T- t- Rocco's are tomorrow night. Do it twice. <laughs> tonight, Faith made... Uh, she's making homemade chili, and we're going to have it on chili cheese fries and uh, chips okay. to dip it in. Oh, that's good. Yeah, what kind good. of fries? Uh, checkers. Nice. Frozen checkers fries. Okay. Make them in the air fryer, there and then go. put the chili on top after, melt the cheese. <sighs> Not bad. It's been in the in her homemade chili. It's been in the thing since like three o'clock. Nachos are fucking death proof. I know. You think they're as good? Those death proof nachos. We should open up a movie themed restaurant. I told you this last week. You didn't listen to me. I said, why don't we open up a movie themed bar where we also can rent movies out to people? And it could. And then like it's just like Tarantino's bar and death proof where we'll have death proof nachos. Death proof nachos. We'll have. We'll sell a. The burger from the big hole, uh, the big, we'll call it the big Kahuna burger. We'll call so up Tarantino. Gonna, so it'll be a big Tarantino. Well, well, what other places? Like, we can have, like, um, what's the restaurant in, in our number one? Pulp Fiction. What's the name of that restaurant? Jack Rabbit Slims. You can yeah. have a Jack Rabbit Slims milkshake. What's another restaurant, another, like, another fake restaurant from other movies? I can't think of any. Uh, what's, the, what's the bar in the Titty Twister? Mm. You can have a Titty Twister burger from, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's other plenty of restaurants we can do this with. But we already said it. Our number one is 1994's Pulp Fiction. Oh, we're filming again? Yeah, we've been filming. Okay. I'm putting that whole thing about the bar in there into the podcast because I want people to tell us if we should do it. Because I oh, want to do it. Up a bar. Yeah, we should just sign 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 our lives away. Let's just open up a bar. I mean, do you doing, act like we we're did. doing so great with this. So you already. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is, is we already invested all our money into this. We can do a spin-off bar restaurant, <laughs> or uh, like a movies burger from Clerks. You know, I think the I'm Clerks wearing a movie. Universe. Am I wearing a movie shirt? No, I'm wearing a Pizza Planet Cow shirt. Tipper. Oh yeah, Pizza Planet. <laughs> yeah, pizza. Yeah. Pizza. Bar food. The fact that yeah, oh my god, uh, there is so much we could do so much here. I, mm. I don't know, if the entrepreneur me, but yeah, number one, Pulp Fiction from 1994. What a 4K. <laughs> what a 4K. Both of them, they're yeah. both the same thing. Lionsgate, right? Yeah. Studio Canal scans or no? Paramount. This is a Paramount Pulp Fiction. Oh. Okay. I don't think this has to do with Lionsgate at all. Is the other one Paramount too then? Um. I was just thinking the slipcover. Lionsgate is. Is uh, Reservoir Dogs. Okay, so that is so weird with the rights of these movies then. Because mm-hmm. Sony did this, which I have the steelbook yes, for. Yeah, Sony did Once Upon a Time in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, that was Sony. So but yeah, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yeah. We, we can't ignore and just clamber on. Pulp Fiction is one of the best movies ever made. It's my second favorite That's movie of all time. That's his second movie? Second movie. Reservoir Dogs was one, <laughs> one and two for me. Reservoir Dogs and Pulp <gasps> Fiction. Bless you. Thank you. A fucking animal. I love... Pulp Fiction. I mean, there's so many classic scenes in this movie. Right, obviously, right early in the movie when Jules and Vincent show up and they're just having the conversation in the car. I'm a Travolta guy. I know so you're a Travolta guy, but I the- love Travolta in this movie. They're dancing at Jack Rabbit Slims and having a great time. Him just talking about a royale with cheese, with, uh, and like they're giving a foot massage, and when yeah. they go in there, and he just opens up the suitcase. Are we happy? 
Yeah, we happy. But Samuel you're, Jackson. You ever looking. sneeze and your arms hurt? All the time. Every t it's early like, onset nerve damage. What is it? Early onset nerve damage. What does that mean? Uh, you'll have nerve damage when you get older. Why? That's just your nerves. That when you sneeze like that really hard and you feel it in your arms, your arms hurt. It's because your nerves. All the way down to my fingertips. Yeah, that's you have early on. When you get older, you'll probably lose feeling in your hands. I've had that for years. Oh, that's great. Yeah, not well. You worked at Claire Rose like me, so you definitely did some permanent damage to your body, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mentally and physically. Mm. So Pulp Fiction again, Samuel Jackson. Well, you're not a doctor. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. They don't take any medical advice from me. Like, uh, actually, little fun fact: if you do accidentally swallow some apple seeds, try and make smoke yourself a cigarette or smoke. Yeah, try and make yourself throw up or smoke cigarettes. The smoke will kill all the toxins, so it doesn't grow in your in your belly. Yeah, and we've all seen that Rugrats episode. Mm -hmm. That's a watermelon Could seed. Could be tragic. Yeah, and if honestly, if you have a medical emergency where you accidentally snort some heroin because you thought it was cocaine, you got to find your boy and you got to have an adrenaline shot to your heart. Mm -hmm. And I love how she's trying to explain, uh, John Travolta's trying to explain what a magic marker is, too. And this is, he's like, give me a magic marker. Give me a fucking, give me a felt pen. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I had a great time with this movie. I've seen it multiple times. A million times. Yeah. I watch this once or twice a year. And it's I have a, this on VHS. Yeah. Oh, do you really? Yeah, and this clicks, and this clicks along so fast. Two and a half hours mo flies quick, by. Yeah. It's just a fantastic and, fucking film. And they break it up with the nonlinear storytelling, mm -hmm. everything. Every, it's I all love, over the place. Yeah, and every aspect. There's not really a down part to this movie, although the rewatchables have a, a whole section where they dedicate it to Butch's girlfriend, who is Bruce Willis's character. They said right. that she's horrible, and I, I agree. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's probably her first and only movie. I, I don't know. Right? I don't understand the casting her. She just doesn't fit in with the rest of everybody else no, in this movie. No, but I think because she was like a Russian or some shit like that, right? She's like, so innocent and like she doesn't seem to like comprehend like everything like like the way she forgets the watch and she's like so sweet about it. You can't get mad at her but I, yeah. I'd want to kill her too if she mm -hmm. forgot because now he has to go back there and it's crazy the first time I saw it when Vincent walks out of there and he just blows him away. Yeah. And that was also the first time I ever thought about yeah, I guess a gun would give off a lot of smoke. I was always wondering why the smoke detectors right, stuck on. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, just perfect throughout uh, Tim Roth and uh, what's her name at the end and the diner and just watching Samuel Jackson give his whole philosophy on life and how it's changed from this morning mm -hmm. uh, incredible movie the one that says bad ten. motherfucker yeah you, you had that wallet I did have the bad motherfucker wallet you did yeah it didn't live up to the the, the quality of the wallet in the movie though uh, I'm, who's to say? It was, that's true. Who's I, to say? I just didn't think it, I felt like his wallet would probably be a little bit higher class. He is a hitman. Like, mm. you know? <laughs> you never know. But again, perfect movie throughout. Quentin Tarantino, he has said, he's been on record saying that his next film will be his last film because he's only going to make ten. You're probably wondering, we just counted down ten films. He considers Kill Bill one movie. So nine films. His next one is supposedly his last. Wow. And we will see. I hope not. I love Quentin Tarantino, but the man is almost 60, so I can understand. Like, we yeah, were but how old is Scorsese? Well, Scorsese, guys like Scorsese and Steven Spielberg, they're, they're going to die on set. They won't stop making movies. But yeah. I don't think Tarantino wants to do that. I think Tarantino wants to stop. Mm. Like, fucking Spielberg, he just doesn't stop. He has three years where he's put out two movies. Now, I'm sorry to cut you off. Now, did Tarantino write and direct every one of these Yes, except for Jackie Brown, which is an adaptation of a book called Rum Punch. 
Okay. And he actually, the, not that book, but the Elmore Leonard novel, when he was 14 years old, he got arrested for stealing an Elmore Leonard novel, and that's what that movie is based on, is a Elmore Leonard novel called Rum Punch. Hmm. But that's the only one. Everything else is an original screenplay that he wrote. Okay. He's even sold two screenplays, so he's a writer at heart. Okay. And you appreciate that when they write and direct, because it's literally their vision. Yeah, I like written and directed by movies the best. Yeah. That's uh, my cup of tea. It's not an adaptation. It's an adaptation of their own work. Mm -hmm. So he's actually won the best original screenplay, I believe, a couple times for Pulp Fiction and I want to say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I think there might be a one more in there, but I could be wrong. But yeah, he's won that award a few times. Nominated almost every time. Huh. He's one of the best to ever do it. I love his work. There's a reason he's my favorite director. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just looking at these. I, w- I was trying to find... So some of them, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the ninth film by Quentin Tarantino, Hateful Eight, the eighth film, and then the next, the last time they did that was Kill Bill was the fourth film. It might have been the Kill Bill time when he, fought, when he announced that he was only going to do ten movies because that was his fourth film at the time. Mm. You know, it was a big gap. You went 94, 97, 03, 04, and then 07, 9, 11, 13... When was Hateful Eight? 16, and then this was 2019, I believe, was yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And we have no announcement at all, right? No, he hasn't said. There's been rumors that he was going to do a Star Trek film. I, I, and then I also heard the rumors that he wants to do Kill Bill Volume 3 Ugh. because they wrote up, you know, but they set it up in Kill Bill Volume 2. Like, if, like, yeah. when he, she says to, uh, what's her name's daughter in that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever start to feel a certain way about me, you know, right. and you want to address this. You can come find me. And then it's perfect because Uma Thurman has a daughter in that movie who's the same age. And you yeah. can get her actual daughter, Mia Goth, in there. Not Mia Goth. Right. Uh, Maya Hawke in there. Like, you could do it. Yeah, I would like to him to kind of go back to the roots and give us something more like Reservoir Dogs. Or pulp, or like something like Pulp Fiction, yeah, we, Jackie I, Brown. I don't think we've ever gotten that movie again. I think he, after Jackie Brown, I think that he kind of shifted. His style started to become very over the top. Yeah, like and I like his first three are my top three. Yeah, those are my top four. The only one that slips in there is Kill Bill Volume Two. But yeah, I he just started to tell these like epics where he wanted to like rewrite history and like everything looks so fake, like the blood in Django Unchained. Not that I have a problem with that in The Hateful Eight. Right, the blood looks so ridiculous. Yeah, they definitely used a lot. Yeah, you know, in, <laughs> in the first three movies, which are all L.A. movies, they all take place in different parts of Los Angeles. That's another part that I like. Yeah, they're all and they're all in Los Angeles, but all different parts, which is awesome. That's yeah. very original. So, um, just so we can clear it up with everybody, because I again, I we're at the end of the podcast, and I still don't even know what the fuck the rules were. <laughs> so let's let's tell, let's recap. Let's we'll just we'll recap our lists individually. Okay. So, Everyone knows what exactly we like. what we what, yeah. All right. So you can go first. All right. So my number ten. Oh, let me go to my list thing too. Just in order, my number ten was Death Proof. My number nine was Inglorious Bastards. Number eight, The Hateful Eight. Number seven, Kill Bill Volume One. Number six, Django Unchained. Number five, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number four, Jackie Brown. Number three, Kill Bill Volume Two. Number two, Reservoir Dogs. And number one, Pulp. Fiction. Okay, so somewhat similar towards yeah. the front, I guess. Not the entire. bottom half is where Death Proof is like the big where we just kind of went yeah, on. Yeah, that's a big flip flop for us. Yeah. So at number nine for me, I had the Hateful Eight. Well, what's your number ten? Ten is Hateful Eight. Oh right. So at number ten was Hateful Eight. At number nine was Kill Bill Volume One, 
At number eight was Kill Bill Volume 2. At number seven was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But again, that could be a toss-up with my number six, which was Inglorious Bastards. So those two can be uh, swapped to, you know, depending on the day, depending on the weather, you know, whatever I'm in the mood for that day. Gotcha. Uh, my number five is Django. My number four is Death Proof. And my top three at number three would be Reservoir Dogs. Number two is Jackie Brown. And number one, Pulp Fiction. I like it. I like it. It's a good list. Yeah. Man, I thought so. So, anyway, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, bonus episode pretty much from the podcast here. Because this will go up as a podcast and a video. Okay. Yeah, we wanted to sit here and just nerd out a little bit about Tarantino, the world's greatest director. Mm -hmm. And we'll be seeing you guys around. And if you do like this kind of show, let us know in the comments section below while you're down there. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, look us up on all podcast networks, give us a five-star rating for a couple of five-star men. (laughs) You know, it really does help them to push it, especially on Apple Podcasts. And then again, nothing really helps out the channel in spreading the word. So go find all your best friends and why don't you tell them about us.